Seven, seven, six, six, five, four, three, two, one, go. Lift off. Uh, well, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, is that all right, Harry, if we just start right yeah, now? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, well, welcome to 2002, A Film Odyssey, the podcast where films are discussed, specifically the films of the year 2002. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Andrew. Dan here. And we're back, and uh, you know we're continuing to do what we do on this show, which is uh, work our way through the entire theatrical movie release calendar of the year 2002 in chronological order. And our ultimate goal is to have a conversation about every movie that came out that year and uh, hopefully gain a greater understanding of the the landscape of cinema at the time and how it has evolved since then. Uh, would you agree? That's what we're trying to do here. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, I don't man? <laughs> people, I, people say like, why, why are you doing this? And I'm just always trying to figure out a, a good way to, you know, I got, uh, recognized for the podcast really? recently. Yeah. yeah. Someone was like, you do that podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, are you a listener?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." Well, now you need. <laughs> but I get, Now you need merch. <laughs> well, I yeah, the, we need merch. The thing is, is I'm I'm wearing a, a hat that says 2002: A Film Odyssey on it. I don't know if you can see oh, that. Oh, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh, it is a uh, dad hat uh, with that is white lettering. So cool. Where do I get so one of these hats? It's a. It's a. This is a prototype right now, so uh, I'm sourcing some prices and stuff to get some printed, um, and then I have I have like two de- two designs, one one that just says 2002, and then this one that has the full title. Uh, so the, the, those will be uh, those will be available at some point soon. Yeah. Um, uh, I have an extra one for Andrew, but. Uh, he and I were talking about this the other day. Uh, I had this hat made by a, a special website that specializes in um, hats for uh, people with large heads mm. because I have a pretty big head. Me too. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I can send you this other one because uh, it was the XXL model, which was too big for my head even, and I wear like a pretty big hat. And... Um, they they remade it for me for free because I didn't order the XXL, so I just have this hat that's like too large for even my head now. <laughs> it might but be it has the exact same design. <laughs> it might be, cool. but you're welcome. You're welcome to try it do and you, see if it. Do you works. know your hat size, Harry? No, just um, I don't know mine either. The xenomorph head. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it might it might be all right. You can adjust it. Like it's it's. You know, it's a dad hat, so it's like adjustable in the back. Yeah. It may just you may just have like a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, the little uh, dongle in the back. Yeah, hanging off. Yeah. What's I, the brand? Can... Uh, Odd job hats. Odd job. Huh. Cool. Yeah, it's it. They 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 have some good hats, and they do embroidery and stuff, which is nice. So this yeah. that's where I had this one made. Um, uh, oh, What's I was that? just gonna say that it's like big uh, and tall for heads. Exactly <laughs> right. Perfect. I've always yeah. needed that. Yeah, it, it was truly. A, they're a little expensive, but uh, it was a godsend for me as someone who, 
you know, likes the the relaxed dad hat style, but uh, frequently, like, like even if it technically fits my head, it like doesn't sit well on like the crown of my head. Like it feels tight and small. Yeah, um, just I know the of, like, struggle. Head yeah, so <laughs> it uh, it's it's a good it's a good uh, service. We're not sponsored by them, but if they wanted to, I I've purchased like probably like eight or nine of their hats over the last few years so i have several and it's so. odd odd job hats oddjobhats.com yeah, yeah I, I found that trucker hats seem to fit my large head pretty well sure okay well they have trucker hats on there they got dad hats they got camp camp hats the nice. five panel ones I'm gonna, oh, thank all you sorts so of much. options I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah yeah check it out yeah uh not sponsored but yeah if they hey. want to and That's I have a odd job. Head. Odd job. Odd. Yeah. O D J O B hats h a t s dot com. Uh, For all your yeah, large I, premium I small, needs. <laughs> yeah, I have a small head myself. I my son and I, who is four, can literally share hats. <laughs> That's <it's> weird. <laughs> I guess he has a large, a big head for a four-year-old, and I have a small head. Uh, how much does a head grow? You know? from a kid uh i mean i think his head's gonna grow for sure <laughs> so uh, he's gonna be an eventual odd job hats.com yeah i think so user. eventually he'll be see an odd, see this is all the more customer. reason to sponsor the podcast odd yeah. job because we've got the next generation waiting yeah. in the wings he'll ready be, to take over he'll be buying like, hats till the movie 20, nerds have big heads yeah. yeah you know odd job this is know your market yeah and when when your son hosts 2022 a film odyssey or whatever whatever the next generation is i don't think i think it would be a little later i think it would probably be 2032 when he's like a teenager yeah just trying to figure out the time right time jump so it, it might be i mean it might be even later than that 2032 it might be like yeah 2035 2036 yeah but that doesn't have a good ring to it no it's got to be like yeah it's i think it should be two or one also he's probably not gonna do it because uh (laughs) he'll probably he'd he'll probably tell us when he's old enough that we're fucking losers for doing this (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's like i don't get why you're why you're doing this no matter how how much thought you put into why you're doing this <laughs> and you're only uh, on october and we're only on <laughs> by, the time, by the time he's in his 20s we're still like barely uh we're not even done yet yeah but good. hey at least we're we're still doing something we're keeping busy you guys haven't even covered lord of the rings the two <laughs> towers yet what the fuck is wrong with you yeah uh now will you guys be doing the director's cut the extended cut or the theatrical cut probably theatrical right theatrical but yeah. uh, i i yeah who um, knows we might know. we who might knows? like watch both or all of them or whatever i think i was already planning on watching all three lord of the rings again for yeah. for that episode because we can talk about all of them yeah but who knows when that's gonna be right. since we're still in yeah in that's, March that's of way way far in the future yeah, because we're, like I said, doing this in chronological order. Uh, well, you, you've you been talking quite a bit, Harry, and we haven't introduced you yet properly. Uh, our, our guest for this episode, <laughs> our guest for this episode is Harry Madden. 
Hi. Hi. There he I'm, is. I'm Harry uh, Madden. <laughs> and uh, listeners uh, will know that he's been on the show a couple times. Not recently, but he's been on the show a couple times. He talked about Slackers, mm-hmm. which was a great episode. Yeah, thank and, you for having me back. That was really fun. Yeah. And uh, there was one more, right? No, I think that was or it. Or was it, it was just Slackers. Yeah, yeah, Pat was on Slackers with me, and she also did yeah. another episode. Walk to Remember. Walk, Walk to, remember. to Remember. Yeah, but you weren't you weren't on mic for that episode. No, yeah. I wasn't. So just Slackers. So yeah. you're, you're a new entry and entrant into the two-timers club. Yeah. Yeah, now you're a two-timer. Thank you for having me back. This is exciting. Yeah. For one of my favorites. Excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we haven't recorded an episode. Uh, it's in a been couple, a while. Yeah, it's been a couple months because we're recording this episode now. It's on been a while. G- January seventh, twenty twenty four, and uh, the last time we recorded was like early October twenty twenty three. And part part of the reason is just that Dan and I were busy, but also you you live in a different time zone and we were having trouble getting coordinated to now yeah to absolve harry of any kind of uh we could have recorded other episodes in that time we could have have moved on record different episodes (laughs) but we are so committed to the uh in chronological order part of this podcast the odyssey aspect the Odyssey mm, aspect, sure. exactly. We couldn't move on. We had to. Yeah. We had to wait for everybody's schedules to line up. Uh, so yeah, it ended up taking a couple months before we get it off the ground. But we're finally doing it, and I think we're pretty. No, we're recording this today uh, on January seventh. Yeah. Uh, did you guys have good good holidays yesterday? <laughs> uh, I had a pretty good J- January sixth. Yeah. 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 Did, did you oh. do anything special for January did you 6th, Harry? special? Uh, <laughs> to commemorate? Did you buy any, like, zip ties or... Went to work. Handcuffs. Did you wear, like, a like a Viking helmet and <laughs> put your feet up on a desk or yeah. anything like that? Just Kick back? Strapped on my... No. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, I found myself just trying to stop the steal. Yeah. Um. You know, as you know, as you do. As one does every every time this this year yeah you know once a year yeah uh, well happy belated january 6th. put on my new balances and, yeah you know lock her up mm-hmm. <laughs> lock her up wait who hillary clinton yeah. i don't think that was about hillary but well, <laughs> was that carol baskin <laughs> yeah carol baskin lock her up uh well yeah that that yesterday was january 6th this is january 7th so yeah, I was just saying that it, it's been a while since we recorded. So, uh, so, but I guess the listeners wouldn't really know because we dropped an episode pretty recently. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, and yeah. hopefully we have this one out within. I'm, a, I'm going to try to make it uh, a quick turnaround, so we'll get this one out. Yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't like trying to imply anything or anything by saying that. Yeah, except yeah. you know. Maybe hurry, hurry your fucking ass up. But that's been a goal of mine to get, yeah, quicker turnaround time for the editing process. So uh, this one will be out before the end of January. So cool, <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Um, well, you were pretty, pretty adamant about doing this this movie, right, Harry? Yeah. We haven't announced the movie, but but you really wanted to do it and. 
I could tell that you really wanted to do it, so that's why we waited for you. Yeah, no, this is a this is an important one for me. This was a, you know, I, I think I was thirteen when this one came out, and mm-hmm. uh, I I would rent it a lot, and I stopped returning it to the grocery store <laughs> that we rented it from until my mom wasn't allowed to rent movies anymore until she paid the late fee and the late fee was so high that she made a deal that if she just paid the cost of the dvd um new um we could just keep it and she we could continue on with our you know membership there and so i just had a dvd case with a black and white printed cover of this movie and um i would just watch it constantly Awesome. Uh, we should probably say what the movie is. Did you want to say the title, Harry? Death to Smoochie, the immortal classic. Smoochie. Yeah, the uh, dark Col- comedy directed by Danny DeVito, starring Ed Norton, Robin mm-hmm. Williams. Catherine uh, Keener. Catherine Keener, yeah. Oh. Uh, lots of other people. Vincent Chevelli's in it. Oh, Vincent Chevelli. It's like the second movie I've watched with Vincent Chevelli in like the last like month and a half. <laughs> really? Which is pretty strange. Because well, you always notice him. And I, yeah. the last time I watched a movie with Vincent, Tre- Vincent Chevelli, I was like, oh, it's Vincent Chevelli. Yeah. And then yesterday, yesterday when I was watching, rewatching this, I was like, oh, it's Vincent Chevelli. Like, <laughs> you just say that every time you see him. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. That... If you don't know who that is, Harry, and you probably do, he's the the uh, heroin addict slash assassin. Oh yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, you, yeah, you you can always spot him. He's in like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Tomorrow, Tomorrow never dies. He's got a very unique. <laughs> he's he's very unique looking. Yeah, he's the guy. He's the ghost that taught Patrick Swayze how to move through walls and ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so that's the movie we're talking about. Uh, this, w- uh, I know this is probably normally the thing we would talk about a little bit later, but I feel like I have to bring it up at the top. This movie was called the worst movie of 2002 by our man, legendary film critic Roger Ebert. He's so wrong about ah, that. He's yeah, so I mean, wrong. we'll talk about it, but we've watched deal? a lot worse. Well, you know, it's it's odd because, like, yeah, I mean, I guess that's film criticism in a nutshell. There's so many times where I'm like, oh, Ebert was pretty spot on or, yeah. like, ahead of the curve or, you know, like, such an interesting dude. Like, he wrote Beyond the Valley of the Dolls and stuff. And then such there's a other cool times. Movie. That's one of my favorite yeah. movies. Yeah. And there's other times where it's just, like, he feels completely, like, out of touch. And I don't even, like, I don't love this movie. I thought it was all right rewatching it but like i'm like i I don't even know how you could even come close to thinking this was like the worst movie no yeah and it like think about some of the movies we've already watched like snow dogs or rollerball or dragonfly and slackers yeah yeah Yeah. in a year with all that stuff yeah because yeah i don't think this movie's perfect but there's some sharp stuff in there uh we got to talk about the writer too. Oh yeah, we got Adam talk about Resnick that. eventually. Yeah, I think he's an interesting uh, person to talk about. Yeah, the guy that wrote this movie. Uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, well, he's only he's only got three film credits, and we'll, we'll talk about them. And yeah, I 
would cool. not be surprised if you've seen at least two of them. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. I'm sure you. You're familiar with some of his work. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into it when we, you know, get deep into Death Smoochie. Uh, but we should probably do what we always do, which is chill out for a, for a bit and just talk about some random stuff we've seen. Hell yeah. Uh, now, like I said, we haven't recorded in a couple months, so Dane and I have seen probably a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, my December was fucking jam-packed with movies. Yeah. yeah I So I'll probably not name everything that I've seen. I'll just... Just Probably bring up the just hits. whatever comes play, to mind. Play the hits, Andrew. Yeah, play the hits. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, uh, I, I could if you I, wanted. I can go. I yeah. can go. I got my letterbox pulled up. I'm going to avoid talking about 2023 movies just because we're going to go into that when we do the 2002s pretty soon here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll just kind of kind of quickly rattle off some movies I've I've watched or rewatched recently. Mm. Okay. Um uh Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton movie. First time rewatching that. Uh, yeah. Probably since like theaters or home video whenever I first saw it. Um a little better than I remember. Still not like great. Not but probably the last like interesting Tim Burton movie, I would say. Yeah. He definitely uh he has some good like gore and like gross stuff in that movie, which is yeah, it's like one of his it? only R-rated movies mm-hmm. besides like Sweeney yeah. Todd, I I think. Yeah, I yeah, that's another. right. Yeah, and it, it it has a lot of like practical like blood effects and stuff like that. Whereas like Sweeney Todd, I remember that blood looking really like shitty and fake because <laughs> it was like CGI blood. And the set yeah. design. I never for saw Sweeney Todd. Sleepy Hollow is really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks great. I mean, it, yeah. uh, Emmanuel uh, Lubezki is that his name? L- yeah. Lubezki. Yeah, yeah. Lubezki. Anyway, he's like maybe arguably the best working cinematographer. He shot that movie, and it looks yeah. great. Yeah. He shot 2002's Itumama Tambien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I watched the uh, Harrison Ford uh, double feature. Of thrillers, frantic and presumed innocent, recently. Uh, had a pretty good time with both of those. Uh, if you're into Harrison Ford trying to clear his name of wrongdoing, which yeah. is uh, one of the most <laughs> watchable genres yeah. of film, which I, I'm very into. I think both those movies are kind of badass. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen either of those. There, there's a like a double feature DVD and Blu-ray. You could probably. I think you could pick up where you get both of those, presumed innocent and frantic. Oh yeah, and cool. I'll check them out. Um, let's see. Uh, rewatched Black Rain not that long ago with Michael Rain. Uh, with Michael Rain, <laughs> with Michael <laughs> Douglas, excuse me. Uh, which that's a fun movie. It's, you know, it's a little, it's a little dated, and it's in terms of uh, how it presents. Uh, race and stuff obviously that's a nice way of me saying that it's kind of racist it's a little racist um but uh you know it's it's a fun movie if you can kind of uh i don't want to say look past that but like you know at least understand that it's it doesn't uh do a great job with that uh do you know that movie harry 80s cop movie no douglas andy garcia no i haven't seen that one it's pretty fun 
Yeah, I mean, it looks great. It's Ridley Scott, so, I mean, he's oh, always cool. stylish. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas just plays, like, a white cop who has to go to Japan. Yeah. So you can understand where, <laughs> what directions the movie might go. Um, but, like, you know, it's pretty fun. And Ken Takakura, who's, like, a great Japanese actor, plays his, like, partner in Japan. Uh, Andy Garcia plays his, like, partner in the States. Uh, and has There's a some pretty jealousy. He has a pretty funny death scene. Uh, Spoiler. I mean, it's <laughs> for black. <right? laughs> it's it's like a fucking thirty-four-year-old uh, movie, <laughs> but all right. Um. Uh. Let's see. I've watched a bunch of like Christmas or Christmas adjacent like movies, mm-hmm. like uh, Dead Bang, Don Johnson. It's an Andrew favorite. Lethal Weapon, uh, L.A. Confidential, Die Hard, you know, a lot of the, like, technically Christmas Christmas action movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh, Let's see. Batman Returns, another Christmas one. Uh, That was the other movie I saw. That movie is great and really really dark and, and, like, Mm -hmm. disturbing. I remember being a kid and being like, Whoa! This is not the Batman mm-hmm. I expected, but it's the Batman yeah. that I needed. Mm-hmm. It might be the best Batman. Yeah, movie, it's really, really I think. cool. Catwoman. It's, I like it better than the first one. Oh, it's I like it a lot 89. better than 89, yeah. Uh, another like Christmas-adjacent movie that I kind of have uh, tapped into or not tapped into but like sort of lumped into christmas for me is uh the green knight which i rewatched uh we early just re- December. we just rewatched that uh for, mm-hmm. for for christmas and what a great movie mm-hmm. yeah i'll just let you guys talk about that well here's the thing i did i i have seen a little over half of it mm-hmm. i had to pause it just you know for just because i had to pause it but i'm very close to finishing it I can't wait to hear the rest of your thoughts in 2026 <laughs> by the time you finish it. Uh, but I will, you know, eventually have something to say about The Green Knight. Um, yeah, that's kind of the gist of uh, what I've watched. I mean, I've watched a lot more stuff, a lot of really dumb, like, action movies and shit like that. Yeah. Um, for movie night and just me sitting around my house watching, like, Double Impact with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Nice. <laughs> uh, stuff like that but like I, I don't have to go into all that but that's kind of an idea of yeah watching. Uh, yeah I'll probably be pretty quick too just cause you know we don't want to keep you up too late Harry oh yeah no no problem different time zones and you know you're uh, getting close to midnight so uh, but I have seen quite a bit uh, but like Dan said we'll probably save some of the 2023 talk for our yeah i've watched a bunch of times yeah like our year-end roundup episode because yeah we've pretty much seen i think every like big like high profile like oscar or like top 10 critics i still got like five to see but Uh, i'll I'll get some so yeah we'll eventually talk about stuff like uh the holdovers may december killers of the flower moon the killer uh all that stuff but uh which we've seen mhm yeah 
seen all those. Yeah. But as far as like random stuff goes, uh, let me see. We just uh, last week watched a movie called Executive Command. No, uh, uh, different synonym for executive uh, because that was it. Strategic Command. Strategic Command, yeah. Uh, Which, if you don't know, and I'm sure you don't, just because (laughs) it's a very (laughs) obscure, like, direct-to-video movie from the late 90s. Uh, It's a movie starring Michael Dudikoff, who was the American Ninja. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You say that, like, oh, the American Ninja was in this. I'm sure Harry's seen American Ninja. Well, no, I know Harry is, but we also have a (laughs) listener base (laughs) that is actually going to be listening to this. But... uh, uh, yeah, it was basically like a uh, like a straight ripoff of The Rock and Executive Decision. It it came out like a year after both of those movies. The Rock, like and the, the prison movie. Yeah, exa- well, with like Nick Cage and yeah. Ed Harris and Sean Connery. Yeah, it's like a ripoff of that and Executive Decision. It it basically just takes scenes from both of those movies <clears throat> and puts it in its own movie with Michael Dudikoff. Yeah, but it's like really cheap looking. Uh, that sounds not, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty bad, but it's uh, it sounds more fun than it actually is. Yeah, the like the the most enjoyable part about the movie is basically just spotting all the scenes that have been like directly ripped yeah. off, and all the details that are just like completely borrowed from those movies. Uh, so yeah, we watch that. Uh, trying to think what else uh oh a movie that uh i think you would like harry that i watched probably like a couple weeks ago it was called uh the man from hong kong have you ever heard of this oh i want to see that movie that's funny that's on my like watch list yeah uh it's Uh, from the 70s uh and it is uh starring a guy named jimmy wang Yu. i believe is oh cool yeah i I yeah 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 He's like a Shaw Brothers guy. Yeah. Uh, He's like kind of the original like, Shaw Brothers guy. Kind he, of. Exactly. He was like the Kung Fu guy before like Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh, but this movie, The Man from Hong Kong. It's oh, it's like, kind of like a James Bond ripoff. It, exactly. I know about it's it. A, I really want to see James it. Bond ripoff. I have heard of that. Yeah. And uh, and it's like the like it, it really nails that like 70s James Bond vibe. And, you know, it's like globetrotting and it's like. 30 minutes too long like australian guys in that right yeah it takes place in australia primarily yeah. uh isn't yeah isn't lazenby in it or no yes, yes yeah yeah you're right okay, he's cool. the bad guy that's yeah. awesome that's so cool. yeah uh and there's like you know it hits all the james bond notes like there's a like a girl and there's like another like a sacrificial lamb kind of girl that gets killed like midway uh, very like fun if you like the like the Roger Moore. Um, what can I see that on? Uh, I think you gotta like either buy the Blu-ray or just Done. rent the movie from. I'll buy it. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's from eighty-eight films, I think. The Blu-ray. So it's. I thought it was Twilight Time. It might be Twilight Time. Which good luck there because they're not around anymore. Oh shit. But I think there might be one from 88 films. Oh, okay. Maybe. Uh, but it, it's like region 
you probably have to have a region free player I do to watch it yeah uh yeah so i saw that and then just jumping off that you know the the james bond vibe i uh rewatched uh black hat uh the chris emsworth michael mann movie because oh, we saw got that me in the, theaters we did see that in theaters yeah dan got me the arrow video uh uh 4k with the director's cut that has well the the director's cut's a blu-ray but uh there's a longer version of that movie i don't know if it's a whole lot longer but it couldn't be it just kind of like rearranges the 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 plot a little bit like stuff that happened it makes a lot more sense it makes a lot more sense uh like stuff that happens in the beginning of the theatrical cut happens in the middle of the director's cut and it's huh. a lot easier to follow, but Black I just Hat rips <laughs> Black Hat. <laughs> it's Black awesome. Uh, I've you know watched it a lot since we saw it back then, and it well, it's we went to like definitely a grown on me. Show of it, I think we we're <laughs> yeah. all pretty tired. Everybody was tired. We just got off work. Uh, it was one of those things where I think I was like going to see it by myself, <laughs> and I said it. I said to somebody like. Oh, I'm gonna go see Black Hat. I think Dustin, uh, who likes Michael Mann and like action movies and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see Black Hat." And he was like, "Oh, that sounds cool. I'll go with you." And then it just like kind of snowballed, and then we had this big group. Yeah, there was a and, lot of us. Yeah, there was like ten, like eight or ten of us, I think. <laughs> and uh, when the movie ended, everybody was mad at me because it <laughs> seemed like I like picked it, which I guess I did, but everybody was bored and. Uh, thought it was weird <laughs> yeah it's funny, that, it's funny that like 10 of you guys went to see it when like only like 30 people saw that movie in a theater yeah, <laughs> it was like one of the biggest bombs we were, the, yeah. we were a third of you know the tickets sold. <laughs> yeah we yeah we're what made that movie money but uh yeah i would recommend the uh director's cut it yeah. it feels like a like a brosnan era james bond movie you, now you can only watch the director's cut on that arrow 4k so yeah. if you want one of us can let you borrow like mail it to you or something the yeah. the director's cut if you do want to watch it um because you can't rent it anywhere online is it on like does it come with a blu-ray disc yeah it does yeah yeah cool. the director's cut is a blu-ray mm-hmm. cool. it's not a 4k oh, okay. yeah uh, now, just a quick aside before we go much further. The Man from Hong Kong is on Tubi, by the way, Harold. Okay, cool. So there you go. if you want to watch that, which yeah. I, I do as well, uh, it's on Tubi. Uh, and then, like, there's, like, 20 to $25 copies of the Twilight Time Blu-ray on eBay. Oh, nice. Because I was looking it up not that long ago. It's cool. funny that I didn't know you watched it recently. I saw that you had watched it, but it was a movie that I was, like, I, I told you I watched uh, <laughs> Black Rain. But I, I'm highly, and I, I have a copy of Rising Sun coming in the mail tomorrow. Actually, I'm I'm very into the the East meets West, yeah, uh, genre right now with like cop movie, yeah, so. like Kinjite with. <laughs> well, no, that movie sucks. Charles, Charles Bronson. <laughs> I'm looking at your VHS copy right now. Yeah, if you yeah, like VHS Jimmy Wang, you should check out One Armed Boxer. That movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like. That's like the movie he's like known for, right? And and Chinese boxer too, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. 
yeah i i've only seen i think the this movie as far as his like filmography goes uh but he's a pretty interesting dude from what i've read apparently he's got like real life criminal ties well like like triads like triads yeah yeah. (laughs) like there was a whole murder trial that he was involved in but i'd like to uh, listen to a podcast about that yeah (laughs) yeah it's, wow. too, it's too bad we got to cover. Uh, yeah, we can't really cover that like, because uh, we're Dragonfly about, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, we got to talk about Dragonfly. Uh, yeah, I'll, I think that's pretty much all I've. Well, no, I've seen a lot, but that's all I can really think of that's to all, bring up. All at you this want time. to touch on. Uh, oh, no, actually, one more, real quick, Harry, because you're here. Um, I did see a horror movie from 2023 called uh, Birth Rebirth. Did you see I haven't that? seen that, but I've heard good things. Are you familiar? Yeah. Uh, probably my favorite horror movie of the cool. year. Just because I feel like it's been a little bit of a weak year, weak year for horror. I don't know. I don't know There's if you would agree. some good ones. Yeah, but that was a really good one. It's, yeah, uh, I'll check that out. With, I'll put that on my, um, my, my list. Yeah, with like Marin Ireland and uh, Judy Reyes from Scrubs. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a Frankenstein uh, reworking, sort of. But yeah, really good. I would recommend it, and it's on Shutter. Cool. I love Shutter. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all I got. Uh, so yeah, you can go, Harry, and then <clears throat> after that, we could dive into Smoochie. Um. I recently saw a really good Shudder movie called When Evil Lurks. It's an Argentinian kind of demon possession movie. Mm -hmm. Just like ramped up to 10. Just like frantic emergency mode kind of pacing. Um, Really, really gruesome. Um, Trigger warning for just like horrible violence against children. Yeah. I, um, I actually I did see this. I saw it in theaters. You saw it in theaters. That's, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That that movie uh, um knocked my socks off. Maybe my favorite yeah. horror movie of the year. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean is like with the the child, the uh, children in peril stuff. So like if you're scary. a parent, it's a tough yeah. yeah like there's shocking, some tough like, stuff in there. Um I re- I re- I finally watched a movie called Alita Battle Angel. It was a Robert Rodriguez movie from a few years ago mm-hmm. that flopped but yeah. um i had recently you know heard that it was being reappraised and has kind of gathered quite a bit of a cult following and is now being greenlit for a sequel after all these years and um hmm. um so i checked it out and i really really enjoyed it and i generally like robert rodriguez movies um they're just usually a pretty cool spectacle um and this movie was i thought it was super exciting fun to look at action scenes were cool the uh, special effects were really neat uh have you seen that no i remember when it came out but i no. it didn't look like my cup of tea at the time yeah but, it's pretty uh, sweet J- james cameron yeah produced, produced it, it right yeah yeah and like what a workshop does all the special effects yeah yeah, I think he was going to direct it, right? 
and then just passed it on to Robert Rodriguez. Did he? It feels more like a yeah, James like a Cameron, Cameron yeah joint. Yeah, I yeah I still haven't seen the last Avatar movie. Me either. Way of Water. Way of Water. Yeah. Man, what's wrong the, with you? I heard <laughs> the next one's gonna come out in some in like five years or like ages from now. I mean, it, it was a long time between one and two. Yeah, right? but they've already uh, filmed yeah. all these new ones, I think. Yeah, true. Ah, yeah, because the first one was like oh nine, right? And then yeah, yeah, Way of Water just came out in twenty twenty. Yeah, two. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avatar: The Way of Water was actually the first movie I watched in twenty twenty three. Saw it on New Year's Day. Oh, nice, Travis. Yeah, that's right. I couldn't make it, but and. And we watched some some pretty good like favorite Christmas horror movies. We watched mm-hmm. Silent Night, Deadly Night, as we do every year, and we watched one Sil- or two, one, okay, and Silent Night, Deadly Night five for the second time. We watched that for the first time last year. That's the Toy Maker. That's the Toy Maker, yeah. <laughs> and that P- movie is crazy. Pedo, yeah, is so wild. Yeah, yeah. What yeah a- those movies are. What a really, really crazy movie. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about 5 especially, too, is uh, the way uh, Mickey Rourke's in it. Or not Mickey Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rooney. (laughs) Mickey Rooney, yeah. Uh, Mickey Rourke would be awesome in there. Mickey Rooney. And he was, like, one of the main guys who, like, spoke out criticizing the The first Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Yeah. Said it was disgusting. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, I need money. I'll do it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The, there's uh, a lot of surprising stuff that happens in um, The Toy Maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we had a pretty good time with The Toy Maker. We watched yeah. that last holiday season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, we watched, what, three and five last year. I think we also watched four, right? No. No. We watched two of them. Four is yeah. we didn't watch. Three is really boring. You can skip that one. Yes. Three. No, we've seen three, and you're yeah. right. It is boring. Yeah. yeah. Four and five uh, are a hoot. Yeah. Uh, um, one thing I do want to bring up, because we talked about three before on the podcast, uh, just talking about like random stuff we watched, and we like noted how similar it was to like Twin Peaks. Do you remember that? And it has a lot of Twin Peaks like cast members. It has a lot of mm-hmm. Twin Peaks cast members. And I remember when we talked about it, we were like, oh yeah, it's kind of a Twin Peaks ripoff. And I looked it up and it actually came out, I think slightly before Twin Peaks. Whoa, weird. Hmm. Yeah, we. I mean, we could double, you know, fact check weird. that, but I think that's the case. Do you have the yeah. Vestron like, dvd collection i mean blu-ray collection yeah i bought that yeah and i think dan bought it too yeah i did i got rid of it because <laughs> they were all on tubi and i was like well how often am i gonna watch these yeah. every but, year uh, <laughs> I, you know i two two is my silent night deadly night Ooh. film of choice two is fun uh mostly I, because it's got like <laughs> most of the first movie in it also yeah, <laughs> so you true. can just watch two i just <laughs> i just picked up the um novelization of the first movie that was written you know 40 years after <laughs> i didn't know that existed movie. it's got a forward by the original screenwriter huh um yeah i'm excited to start reading that 
So it was written like recently. Yeah, it was published oh, like, okay. a few months ago. Is it kind of like tongue in cheek? Like it's supposed to look like a novelization that came out back then? No, it's got like a beautiful new hardcover, nice. and uh, it's you know, I guess he wrote it using the original screenplay, and kind of digs deeper into the psyches of some of them. You know, some of the characters like. Mm-hmm. you know mother superior and stuff like that so yeah you know a lot of a lot more lore for silent Light, deadly night heads and um i watched a lot of you know 2023 movies oh i watched winnie the pooh blood and honey excellent highly recommend <laughs> you, you're, you you're watched the, that you're the first person i i heard that like like had a good time with that i don't know how people have have a good time with it It, like they're selling you a dumb slasher movie with Uh winnie the pooh masks and people are like buy it and then watch it and they're like it was just like a dumb slasher movie with winnie the pooh masks (laughs) and i'm just like really upset that i got exactly what they were selling me um yeah so yeah that's how i feel about that and i watched a, a lot of 2023 um movies this year yeah last year i mean yeah you you can okay, mention cool. whatever you want yeah. Um, yeah i really liked thanksgiving mm-hmm. um oh, okay yeah, yeah. godzilla minus one was a lot of fun uh mm-hmm. was it may december or yeah december? yeah that was amazing i really enjoyed that movie um but my favorite movie that i watched this year that i watched recently was probably the iron claw i really yeah, um, that movie kind of blew me away, and I haven't stopped thinking about it since. It was like so, so fucking depressing. And then we yeah. watched a documentary yeah, the next day about that family. It's like an mm-hmm. episode three or four of the Dark Side of the Ring um, mm-hmm. documentary series episode. about wrestling yeah. on Hulu, and just like uh, the true really stories, even like even yeah. sadder. There's like a whole brother yeah, more. Sadder. They had to cut out yeah, yeah a whole other. Uh, tragedy. Yeah. Just to kind of... Like, and some of the yeah. way things happened in real life were even sadder, like... Right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I liked brutal. it quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, Zach Efron, who I've never been, like, a huge fan of, uh, really great in that movie. Yeah, really, really great. I yeah, liked him in... He's... I liked him a lot in Paperboy. Yeah, he was all right in that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So, Paperboy Iron or Claw. Iron Claw. Well, neither, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's really good in that movie. Yeah, he's got a line at the end of that movie that, that I just couldn't help but tear up. Yeah, I know. You probably know what I'm talking yeah, I know, about. I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Uh, Sean Durkin. Joined. Yeah, Sean Durkin of Martha Marcy Memorialine. <laughs> also movie. that movie is really good yeah yeah and the nest i haven't seen the nest neither I, it's been I. on my watch yeah. list for like years yeah years at this point oh and uh i saw dicks the musical and if you haven't seen that you've got to see it it's so funny yeah you'd, you'd just be crying with laughter the whole time and i think a24 is putting out the soundtrack on vinyl oh, okay so i'm gonna place a pre-order for that yeah, it was not. We were talking about this earlier, you and I, Harry, that it wasn't really around where we live for very long. Like, I think maybe a week it was in theaters around here, but 
yeah it was pretty quick yeah we had to we i think we caught it the week it came out here in providence yeah, yeah. uh yeah anything else you want to bring up dan or anything else harry for you bottoms we watched bottoms uh recently and that was really funny also yeah i i also really like bottoms yeah. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> I like bottoms. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, we're gonna promote the podcast with with that clip. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Yeah, that like leave that in where you say we're gonna mm-hmm. All promote the the podcast yeah. with that clip. Uh, all right. Well, that was us chilling out for for a bit. So now we can move on to the the film du jour, the main topic, which we're, is we're sufficiently chilled. We're yeah, we're ro- pretty. Chill. We're at room temperature now. Yeah, I feel pretty cool. Throw us on the grill mm-hmm. and, and uh, get ready to to talk smoochy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't are know you, what I'm doing. <laughs> are you feeling pretty relaxed, Harry? So relaxed. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk smoochy. A big vape cloud. He just had a big vape cloud <laughs> right after he said so relaxed. It was perfect. <laughs> I do kind of wish we were filming that. But yeah. Uh, get me smoochy. Get me smoochy. John Stewart's hair in this movie is. Yeah, he's got that fascinating Caesar haircut. Yeah, that was yeah. popular back then. That was one of the first things I yeah. I said when we were watching it last night. I was like, oof. <laughs> it's, it's like hair. it's like an exaggerated Caesar right. haircut. It's very interesting look. Yeah, I wonder if it was intentional. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. It's the uh, Nick Cage from Face Off haircut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Caster Troy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I I would say that uh, Danny DeVito was a very intentional filmmaker. Makes a lot of choices in this movie, mm-hmm. and you can't. Like even no matter how what you think about this movie, it's it's not it's never not trying something, you know. That's true. He like he this movie is not mailed in in any way. Like it's definitely not a lot of big choices. Yeah, it seems like uh, a, a lot of money was put into it too. Like some of yeah. the set pieces are are pretty big, and yeah, I just don't remember it being in theaters at all. I it I remember bombed, being in theaters. Right? Yeah, uh, I like every like like most human beings did not see this in theaters. Um, did Did you see in theaters, Dan? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I was really excited for this movie. Yeah, I I remember. So this was at this was at a time when even this was even kind of like before I got really into internet for mm-hmm. movie shit. Yeah. And my, like, main way of finding out about movies besides trailers was reading the uh, Entertainment Weekly, like, summer or fall movie previews yeah. issues. And uh, I remember reading about it in one of those. And right. really excited about it just yeah. because of that. Um, now, normally we we kind of do this at the end, but uh, I think it's worth, worth mentioning while we're talking about mm-hmm. this movie uh this movie uh had because you said it looked expensive it had about a 50 million dollar budget which back then i mean that's that's a healthy budget now but especially back then for a comedy yeah yeah um 
this movie made $8.3 million yeah. worldwide. That sucks. It's a That's... huge bomb. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did read a, a little bit about the financial stuff regarding this movie. Do you, you guys are familiar with Film 4? The production, the British production company, mm-hmm. yeah. Film Four, they did like pretty much like every like kind of big British movie you could think of, like Crying Game, Twenty uh, Four Hour Party People, that we're going to talk about on this show at some point. Uh, but uh, they put like I think five million dollars into this movie, and uh, it basically like because it underperformed so bad, like caused significant damage to their company and they I think they didn't go bankrupt but they like had to scale back their their production output pretty significantly. Yeah, so this was a big critical failure this movie. Critical and box Or I'm office? sorry, bo- a, a big box office failure. Uh, it was a critical failure. Also, too. yeah, I rem- well, that's another thing. The Ebert review pretty much colored my my perception of this movie because i didn't want to see it when it came out and Mm -hmm. i didn't see it until dvd and uh i back then i was like yeah this movie's not very good man that's such a huge bummer because the movie's kind of like pretty original Mm -hmm. like i don't know and it's got this fun off kilter it's very like strange that we're in this world where child entertainers are just the end all be all and like front page news and yeah. the hordes of people gather in the streets for I don't know what's going on with the child entertainers of New York. Right. I don't know. It's so strange. And it's this like gritty noir that everyone's kind of acting like they're in like a f- comic book. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's really cool. I think it's a, it's, it's a strange unique little weirdo this movie yeah i really like it yeah it's uh i I don't think it's perfect but i did when i watched it last night i was surprised how good of a time i had with it and there's you know there's a couple things about it that i think are pretty pretty well done and uh i don't know if you guys would agree but i think edward norton is pretty solid yeah he's great and Mm -hmm. Catherine keener is great and they're both really hot yeah (laughs) uh yeah and and this was probably at a time when no one expected this kind of performance out of edward norton right i think now it would be a little more expected yeah especially with like glass onion and stuff like that although edward norton i've what I've heard about him as a personal, <laughs> <laughs> like personally, is like kind of uh, interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, it's a uh, he. He is good in it, and it it, it came at it, he made this at almost the height of his like yeah next big thing status. Right, because yeah, this was like right after Fight Club and American History X and. I remember everybody was saying, like, yeah, he's our next, like, De Niro, Niro. our next mm-hmm. big... Hollywood heavyweight big actor. Big actor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did, in 2002 specifically, he did a couple things. Like, he was in this and 25th Hour, which we'll eventually get to. That movie's good. I mean, yeah. I, well, yeah. I, I haven't <clears throat> seen it in a long time. Good movie, yeah. good book. 
Yeah. Good book. Yeah, I, I read the book. Yeah, as yeah. well. Benioff. Yeah, David Benioff. And then he Game was in Frida. I think he had a small part in that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so he had three movies this year. Or in 2002. As did uh, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is this is the first. But it was a big year for Robin Williams. Yeah. Because it was... Uh, Insomnia, of course, mm-hmm. the Christopher Nolan movie, yeah. and then um, his uh, his sort of like big Oscar play, which was One Hour Photo. Yeah, great one movie. I really like One Hour Photo. Have you guys done that yet? No, not no, yet. that yeah, that's a little later. I think uh, One Hour Photo is a September or maybe October release, so we got a little time, cool, because we're still in March, but. Uh, now insomnia is that May? Insomnia, I believe, was like a Memorial Day release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, insomnia yeah. will be a fun one to do because that yeah. movie's good. An underrated Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, I like Insomnia a lot. Uh, I kind of wish Robin Williams' performance uh, in Smoochie was a little closer in tone to. Woody does in Insomnia and One Hour Photo. You you wish he'd played a little straighter. A little more, yeah, a little more subtle. Edward Norton, I would think, is definitely the stronger of the two yeah. performances in this movie. Yeah, I I watched uh, Smoochie with my wife last night, and I a couple times looked at her and was like, I don't think Rob Williams is very good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he. He uh he definitely delves into his very problematic uh black voice multiple times. He does do that, yeah. Which I don't I mean not I'm not like trying to like take Robin Williams to task here uh, right. after he, his death. He but can't really is that really himself. is that really is that is that do people talk about that with him? How often he does that <laughs> voice? Maybe people are just like you know, he's it's not a different here to time. Himself, <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. Uh but yeah, he kind of just does the the Robin Williams like the kind of stuff he does when he's like on a late night talk show. Mm-hmm. Just does all sorts of different voices and characters, and yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I didn't love him in this movie, and kind of think that the movie probably should have dedicated less time to his character. Mm-hmm. But. I did laugh at like one uh, line when he's driving uh, Edward Norton to the Nazi rally, uh-huh. and he's like playing an Australian guy. I think he's supposed <laughs> to be. Um, Edward Norton said something about his chi, and he said, "Oh, I don't like Korean food." Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, he does. Some- I mean, but that that could just be the script. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's like he's watchable. I mean, he's Robin Williams. Like, yeah, the, like. It, it's a little much sometimes, I, yeah. I would say, and uh, maybe they were worried that if he played it too straight, the it, the yeah. comedy would get lost and it would just be dark. Maybe that could. I don't been know. A concern. I, it yeah. could have been like too serious or whatever if he if he just acted like a serial killer yeah. for half the movie. I think that would have honestly. I think that would have been better for the movie, but yeah, I could see how that might be a little off putting for the studio execs or whatever. Um, Jim Carrey was almost supposed to be Rainbow Randolph. I don't know if you guys knew. Uh, I did. He dropped out to film The Majestic. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. 
and I haven't seen the Majestic. Yeah. Uh, it's I haven't seen it since theaters, but I don't remember it being great. Probably Majestic. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a movie you need to get to. <laughs> um, now Jim Carrey eventually kind of. Sur- I mean, this this idea must have stuck in his head a little bit because he mm. did that show for Showtime uh, with yeah. uh, Michelle Gondry. Yeah, which is kind not similar, but like it's about like a children's entertainer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which people liked that show. I never saw it. Uh, I didn't see it either. Um, I get. I guess maybe we should uh, do a quick elevator pitch about what this movie's about in case somebody's listening to this and they're like. What is Death Smoochie? I mean, I'd be amazed if they got this far in the episode <laughs> without like looking up an episode des- or a movie description a or whatever, description, like Wikipedia yeah. or something. But sure, yeah, we can yeah. do that. So basically, it's it's about... Uh, I was going to say feuding uh, child entertainers, but that's not quite it. It's it's a crime movie set in the world of children's, children's entertainment. And I actually think feuding would have been mm-hmm. more f- fun. Yeah. A little I mean, not more interesting. And this movie's interesting enough. Mm-hmm. You can never say it's not interesting. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that could have been fun if they were on, like, different networks or whatever, battling for ratings. Yeah. And yeah, there's something a little off about this movie as far as the 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 script goes or, like, the dynamics between the two characters that I think could have been, like, a little more finely tuned to make it work a little better, but... But even so, I I had a decent time with this movie watching it last night. Harry, uh, how did you feel watching it for the? Did you see it for the first time after like a long hiatus? It's been or? definitely over ten years. Yeah, and it you know it felt like slipping on a comfortable pair of old slippers. It, Going it, home. Yeah, nice. it was just like really. It felt real cozy. Um, yeah. There were some bits that made me cringe that didn't really hold up in 2023 but a couple i kind of um you don't really see these kinds of zany but very dark comedies anymore right i can't really think of any um i don't know yeah not many i i had a lot of fun watching it last night i laughed um yeah i when i was watching it kind of like it made me think of uh, maybe the cable guy a little bit. Maybe it's like the two thousands version of the cable guy, mm-hmm. like a dark, certainly, yeah, like a big dark that. comedy that ended up being a commercial flop. Yeah, uh, was the cable guy a flop? I feel like everyone saw yeah. that movie. Was it like kind of bigger it, on video? Yeah, at the time it was a pretty big commercial failure. Well, I mean it was a commercial failure, but yeah, I think it's just over time just developed yeah. such a following. And I think Smoochie kind of similarly. Uh, yeah, people have kind of. I don't know. I don't know that it has even as rabid of a fan base as like. I yeah, it feels kind of forgotten. But it, yeah, yeah. But people, um, people do like it. I was like reading letterbox reviews and stuff of people that you know gave it positive yeah. ratings. Yeah, we stuff, need an so. Arrow release. It yeah. it does feel like the kind of movie that could get. Like a yeah. boutique label, uh, Blu-ray or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not a, it's, it's not out on Blu-ray, is it? I don't think so. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, it was a Warner Brothers. Yeah, title. I mean, I, I watched the like HD stream, the rental mm-hmm. stream from like Amazon. Yeah, and looked so did I. Looked pretty good. Like, yeah. I mean, like 
looked like a pretty clean like print or whatever mm-hmm. so wouldn't take too much to like put out a decent blu-ray copy at least maybe not a 4k but yeah do we want to maybe like talk about a couple scenes maybe at the beginning of the movie that oh i like that um rand uh rainbow randolph gets uh busted by the fbi for um taking (laughs) bribes from parents (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean this movie is the funniest stuff in this movie is when it acknowledges how ridiculous it is yeah but it never like lowers the stakes yeah yeah. Like it knows how stupid it is, but it it like plays it all pretty straight, which like, makes it so funny. Like Robert Prosky like having like holding court for reporters announcing like who's going to take the new time <laughs> slot and yeah. stuff for this children's channel. Like no one would care even back then. Yeah. <laughs> but like but like in the movies world, yeah. Kidnet is like a major <laughs> fucking deal, you know? Right. Yeah, this movie's pretty bonkers. Yeah, big big cast in this movie. Like you said, Robert Prosky's in it. Yeah, uh, Vincent Chevelli, who we talked about. Chevelli, uh, Harvey Fierstein. Yeah, Danny Woodburn. Uh-huh. Uh huh. From like Seinfeld and Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Um, John Stewart. Uh, Stewart Tracy Walter shows up at some point. I don't really remember him though. I also don't remember Tracy Walters. Uh, do you, do you remember that Harry? Him being in the movie? Do you know who that Someone is? Someone named Ben Franks. Uh, let me see. Uh, I don't know the name. You you'd recognize him if you saw him for sure. Yeah, he's in like a lot of the Jonathan Demme Repo movies Man. and Repo Man, and uh, he's one of the henchmen from Batman '89. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. I recognize this guy. Yeah, I I don't remember him. Though. I don't. Yeah. Maybe his scene got cut, possibly. Yeah. It's possible. Now, uh, uh, I would say a bad character in this mm-hmm. movie is Spinner. <laughs> right. <laughs> Spinner, <laughs> that stuff yeah. is maybe not great. <laughs> yeah. Pretty ableist humor. A little yeah. ableist. Yeah. But, but he loves about... Smoochie. Right. I but... mean, I like how sincere Edward Norton is towards yeah. that character yeah. and Smoochie. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, something about the Ed Norton character. Uh, what's his first name? Mopes. Uh, oh, Sheldon. Sheldon mm-hmm. Mopes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something about his character uh, just makes the whole movie a little less mean spirited, I guess. Because he's yeah. so likable. Yeah. Even though he's a I, bit I, of a, you know, judge yeah. Judgerson sometimes, and we'll know right. it all. With he's the, definitely or, annoying. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did do find that scene where he's like putting what is he putting in the, the orange juice? Liquid alfalfa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a, that's a weird scene. <laughs> and, and it was a uh, almond butter with a with spirulina mixed into it on his <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah. Which apparently right, right. he he concocted that like in his trailer or something, right. uh, in between takes or in between scenes. Yeah. But no, yeah, the scene where he's uh, at the bar and he's got the orange juice and the bartender is like, oh, I've never seen anybody get loaded off of orange juice. And he brings up the little vial and he's like, hey, you put a little liquid alfalfa in here and blast off. <laughs> here's here's a w- weird detail from IMDb trivia, yeah. which, you know, obviously can be kind of a dubious source at times. Right. But this at least sources it. So it makes me think it's true. 
Um, Henry Rollins auditioned for the part of Spinner. That would have been interesting. I could interesting. buy that. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, I mean, he talks... Apparently, Henry Rollins talks about it in one of his like spoken word DVDs that okay. were released way back. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's very interesting to imagine him as that character of all people too he's the coach in jack frost yeah the the kids movie (laughs) yeah is he really (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) rollins yeah i don't don't know about him and the spinner part i don't know i mean not not that not that anyone really would have been able to do that character as written um yeah justice but yeah, because I, I guess the joke is that he what he'd taken so many like blows as a boxer that he's he's like mentally five years old now. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. he's mentally five, as they say in the movie. Um, that that's another thing about this movie because he's the so his character is the uh the the brother of the head of the Irish mob. mafia. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, who's Tommy played Potter. by. Pam. Tommy, yeah, Tommy Cotter, who's played by Pam Ferris. Yeah. Who's, uh, she played um, Trunchbull from Matilda. Oh, th- really? That's the same yeah. person? Holy cow. Exactly. So oh, that's wow. the Danny DeVito connection because he directed that and is in it. Uh, yeah, I think there are maybe like a couple too many characters in this movie. But they're they all played by made... like pretty great character actors, which. That's true. Kind of makes it yeah. fun. Yeah, I mean, I would even say that Danny DeVito's character feels a little extra at times. Yeah, yeah, it maybe could have been streamlined just a little bit more to where... The different gangs and stuff is where it kind of would lose me. Yeah, I kind of get it to where maybe that's part of the joke is that there's so many people involved. Invested in this, yeah. But when you look at the the runtime, because when it hits the 90-minute mark, I was definitely like, this movie should be over by now. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, you're giving the little like uh, yeah. twirl, like right before the gesture. like the big final set piece, or does it go on a little after that? Uh, yeah, it does. It goes on. Well, when um, what, what's the name of the actor that plays Spinner? Uh, Rispoli. Michael. Michael Rispoli. Rispoli. Yeah, the guy from The Sopranos. Exactly. Yeah, when his character gets killed, you kind of feel like oh there's probably should be like 10 to 15 minutes left but there's like 25 or so there's 25 or 30 left yeah yeah because this movie is uh an hour and 50 minutes long because then there's smoochy on ice it goes on a little too long i think absolutely does yeah and yeah i think there's maybe just a couple too many scenes with robin williams Mm mm-hmm yeah yeah, I mean, there were uh, there were some there was some Rob. I liked when Robin Williams was doing his like musical number like by himself like in the park dancing right. on the benches and stuff yeah. like that. Stuff like that's fun because it it feels like he thinks he's in like a musical or whatever and then yeah. but he just looks like a weird guy dancing mm-hmm. in a fucking dilapidated park. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, all the musical numbers were pretty funny. Like mm-hmm. some of the kids' songs were really funny. Like, um, what's the one? Like the st- stepdad. The stepdad my, one's yeah, the best. I think that's the funniest part in the justing. movie. He's just adjusting. <laughs> yeah, that is like the best. 
<laughs> that could that's probably the best scene in the movie. Uh, that was that yeah. was my favorite scene. And yeah. the rocket ship scene with the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Mainly cuz of Edward Norton's reactions to things are very like Yeah. true. I feel that he's his reaction yeah. is always just like what the fuck? <laughs> But tries to find the the silver lining or yeah. you know, the positive. But his eyes just betray situation. him. He's just like yeah. Maybe what we're saying here is that Ed Norton is the MVP of this movie. He's a great. Oh, actor. for sure is. Is this Edward Norton's best performance? Is it up there as far as it's up his there. best? Yeah. Um. I guess it depends, like how you feel about like American History X or whatever, right? Um, I I I don't even think it's probably. Oh, we also forgot Red Dragon. That's no, that's the fourth. Oh Edward yeah, Norton. Edward Norton's in Red Dragon, another two thousand two. Uh, I would say I saw that in theaters too. Probably better in Twenty Fifth Hour. Yeah, definitely. but I I don't I haven't again yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time. Um, but I mean, looking over his filmography, yeah, I mean he's very good in this movie. Yeah, uh, um, it's just not a not a performance that type of performance that ever gets like you know lauded yeah. by like any kind of awards or whatever. Yeah, like a really solid performance in a comedy. He's good in uh, Moonrise Kingdom also. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, Wes Anderson knows how to use him pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I like him in all the He's Wes Anderson great stuff. As the bagel and sausage party. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that movie, but I have seen it, but I don't remember him as the bagel. Yeah, yeah. Ed Norton gets a thumbs up for me in this in this movie. It is interesting his career, like how he was deemed yeah the next guy like we were just talking about a minute yeah. ago and how kind of like quickly it was over yeah he did before right. it even really began yeah you know? i mean i i don't know like exactly what happened obviously but i heard he had a little bit of a reputation for being a a diva of sorts right mm-hmm. and kind of wanted to control projects he took control I, of american history x yeah. i guess yeah. And change the ending. Right. Um, I heard he was kind of uh, a diva or, you know, he had creative or control issues with the Hulk movie. He yeah. Did, I th- did yeah. he like write the screenplay and then have his name taken off of it? Or is that not true? Or I, I think that is po- possibly true. I know something kind of similar happened with the Italian job. Like, I think he thought that was, like, too commercial or too... It was a commercial, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, like, a big, big was, blockbuster it was that like did a, pretty well it was just in a, 03. A Mini Cooper commercial. Exactly. <laughs> the Mini Coopers <laughs> going down the stairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I think he refused to do press for, for the Italian job because he thought it was too much of a big studio thing. Okay. Uh, motherless brooklyn remember that movie yeah he directed that mm-hmm. motherless brooklyn a couple of years ago is it good i didn't see it but i heard it was not good no. yeah but i didn't see it so i can't say for sure yeah i mean he's definitely got kind of an interesting uh reputation um i've also heard he's kind of like a joe rogany 
kind of guy. Oh like in no. Real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he <laughs> was know. on Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, but I've heard he you know has Is, similar kind of like some out there opinions on yeah, stuff. Like, I don't I don't know politically so much as just like just like I know everything about everything. Yeah. yeah. Like it. I don't even know if it's like a vaccine thing, but he's like a doing his own research kind of guy. It's kind of the vibe <laughs> that always, I've heard about. Yeah. That's always good. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I and I, you know, I don't know about any of that yeah. really too much to like verify it or, you know, authenticate it, but yeah, it's just what I've heard. Right. But I will say he's good in death. Smoochie. He's good in smoochie. He's great in smoochie. Yeah. Get me smoochie. Get me smoochie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, we pretty much like went over the the plot, right? It's about two child uh, entertainers. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, uh, Rainbow Randolph, Robin Williams is busted by the FBI <laughs> for taking bribes, which is funnier the more I think about it. After you yeah. explained it, after you like described it, Harry, I was like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they needed a non-controversial replacement. Yeah. So they get kind of a low-rent children's entertainer uh-huh. with Smoochie the Rhino. Yeah. Um, which is Sheldon. Sheldon Norm's character. And the executives yeah. have like a running lit. They like know who all the children entertainers in yeah. the whole <laughs> they list. They can name them just like yeah. off even, the dome, off the top of their like, head. They have a mental Rolodex of even the like the low-rent <laughs> yeah. guys like Smoochie. Yeah, and I mean, and they know like what they did criminally, or they could be like, you know. The more we talk about this movie, the more I kind of come around to it. It's like this, or yeah. at least respect it. Whole I realized sure universe. Of yeah, just like, it's, it's very it interesting. Revolves around yeah. child entertainers. <laughs> like this movie would never get made today. No. no, it would never get made, and even if it did, it would never be as fully realized as it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, And like I keep saying, I do think it's got flaws with, you know, maybe the script or how much time is dedicated to certain characters. But it, yeah, you can't deny that it's original. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, It's got a lot of ideas. Yeah. It swings for the fences. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Danny DeVito loves this, like, genre. The dark dark comedy. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like basically everything he's directed except for matilda is kind of in that yeah in that realm yeah and even that's a fairly dark right kids movie yeah i mean he's he's an interesting stylist this movie kind of feels like a tim burton movie a little bit stylistically like he yeah does a lot of those like dutch angles and stuff like that i kind of got a like a coen brothers vibe with the extreme Certainly, yeah, yeah. Like when you first meet John Stewart, and it's that weird, yeah, top, top down angle, uh-huh. um, shot of him, yeah, yeah. I definitely like kind of like Hudsucker Proxy era mm-hmm. Coen Brothers, yeah, yeah. So they uh, they find Smoochie the Rhino to replace Rainbow Randolph, and he's uh, he's doing uh, the methadone clinic. <laughs> That, and, that's that's that stuff's kind of funny like his stupid yeah. songs yeah crack you gotta stay off the crack <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i like how yeah it's like heroin's a gateway drug to crack <laughs> it's a funny it's a funny joke yeah 
Yeah. And again, that could slip into, you know, like offensive territory when it comes to dealing with like substance abuse. But I think like Ed Norton, the the smoochy character just brings it somewhere where it's like a little more positive. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Adam Resnick, who wrote this movie. Yeah, this movie was written by Adam Resnick. Uh, who re- wrote three movies mm-hmm. and has never written another movie. Mostly a TV writer. Started as a Letterman writer. Yeah. Uh, wrote a little bit for SNL. Um, L- Larry Sanders? Larry Sanders, yeah. yep. Um, because of uh, being a Letterman writer, he was close with Chris Elliott, mm-hmm. who was also a Letterman uh, guy. Um, and he wrote uh, The Cabin Boy. Now, what do you think of Cabin Boy? Have you seen Cabin Harry? Boy? I've not. I've not seen. You've not. Okay. <clears throat> that's a movie that a lot of people that some people really love. I remember the video, uh, like the the box at the video store. Yeah, but it looks like he also directed it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And that, I believe that was the only movie he directed. Um, so Cabin Boy is for sure a cult. Has a cult following. Yeah, I think it's like unwatchable, but like some people really love it. Yeah, I also don't care for Cabin Boy. Is it like kind of Pauly Shore movie esque? It's kind strange. Of look- yeah, it kind of like if you look at the cover, you'd kind of think it's like that, like a mid nineties Pauly Shore kind of thing. It's because it's giving Pauly Shore or Ernest vibes. <laughs> Yeah, or something maybe like Captain Ron. <laughs> Captain Ron rules, okay? Like, or <laughs> yeah. bushwhacked. Yeah, exactly. But, it looks like that, but it's a lot stranger. Yeah, cool. and I don't know if it's for the better. It it to me, it's kind of like a um, like if Tim Burton made a movie based on an SNL sketch. It's very it's very Tim Burtony. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The yeah, it's a little says- more. Hilarious, fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's bad, but I do think it's like certainly an interesting movie. Again, yeah. like this, I, I think this movie is a lot better than that movie. But um, I would agree. Yeah, uh, it's certainly interesting. And then the other movie he wrote besides this movie, which came out in two thousand, is probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, Lucky Numbers Ooh, with never. John Travolta. And, and that's another like dark comedy. Yeah. That one was directed weirdly by Nora Ephron. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know that he wrote that. He wrote that. But it makes sense. That that yeah. that movie is um, dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe worth watching. It's, it is worth watching. It's crazy. It's, yeah, yeah. Just out of you know morbid curiosity <laughs> lucky uh, numbers lucky numbers yeah yeah lisa kudrow john travolta you, have you guys talked about this on the podcast before i feel like we might have that's, i think so because i right. i watched it like yeah. not that long ago yeah. we were definitely making the podcast when i watched it so. yeah and michael moore is in it yeah like I'm, the michael moore i might yeah. have put that on my like savers list movies yeah. that i might come across have um savers <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's that kind of movie for sure that yeah. you might just stumble across yeah. randomly like that yeah I, I didn't know that he wrote it but it completely makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's it's similar kind of like 
it's a similar tone to this, but this movie's much much better like realized and um and more kind of in command of of that than than Lucky right. Numbers is. Which is interesting because Nora, like a, a you know another competent filmmaker, Nora Ephron directed that movie, um, and it's really kind of the only time she ever got into like uh, you know Steven Seagal dark territory, <laughs> yeah, um, like that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna check out Cabin Boy ASAP. That looks right up my alley. Yeah. I, I think I think there's at least a shot that you would enjoy Cabin yeah. Boy, but I think at minimum you would be like, "Well, that was in interesting. Of, like, I'm glad I watched it." Hmm. Kind of biodome like weirdness, maybe. It, I would say it's weirder than biodome. Cool. Biodome is kind of like two strange characters in a sort of normal right world. Yeah. Cabin Boy is like a fantasy land yeah. almost, and he is like a weird character in that fantasy world. Yeah, well. I I haven't seen it in probably uh, like since the mid two thousands. Yeah, uh, but I strongly didn't care for it when we watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really not for me. Yeah, it's the nicest way I can describe it. But I will say like compared to like lucky numbers which is also like a, a movie i think is terrible um cabin boy is certainly a much more interesting bad movie yeah. than lucky numbers yeah. lucky yeah. numbers yeah. is just like a a real shitty uh, movie right and one one more thing that <clears throat> that adam resnick was involved with was he did that chris elliott show get a life which i've never seen uh maybe i saw like a couple episodes back in the 90s but um it's a show that i believe got put on dvd by shout factory maybe so it you know he's involved with a lot of stuff that eventually gets like a cult following yeah i mean i like chris elliott the, like, yeah actor. i like chris elliott yeah yeah um uh yeah so that's uh, that's pretty much like the stuff that happens and death to smoochie is there anything else that happens like in the plot maybe towards the end that is worth bringing up um like vincent chevelli like nodding off on heroin like while he's <laughs> like going to assassinate smoochie yeah i guess that's like kind of funny it's, i don't uh, know smoochie it's, gets uh delivered to a nazi rally on that's that right oh. that's how can we forget that's yeah. pretty funny yeah kyle uh, smooch <laughs> <laughs> again not probably not something they would make today no no probably not it was actually kind of alarming seeing all those nazi banners <laughs> yeah, it's, just right. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's yeah, off-putting <laughs> that's a lot of yeah a lot of imagery there it's like it's not much pleasant. scarier to look at now yeah not exactly. that it you know before it was always just like yeah the nazis are the bad guys and like no the nazis are the currently the bad guys again yeah oh yeah it felt it felt more distant yeah. in 2002 yeah. than and i was like no way now. is this nazi rally being raided in 2023 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no the cops would just be attending yeah. <laughs> a little uh-oh <laughs> a little easier to laugh at back then yeah yeah 
<laughs> uh, Hopefully, no cops listen to this show. I don't care. I don't know what our cop. Uh, <laughs> I, don't think, cop I don't think Podbean breaks movies from 2002. I don't think Podbean. I don't think Podbean breaks down the demographics <laughs> for our, our stats that specifically. Yeah. But either way, I don't. Yeah. I don't, who cares? But, yeah, that's a good. That's a good scene of the Nazi rally. And um, uh, when the wrong when the wrong rhino gets killed, sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Raspoli, Yeah, he gets killed. Uh, and you know, I do like the the smoochie on ice. Uh, Ice opera, yeah, sequence. yeah, it's yeah. intense. Uh huh. I like the crazy ice skating and shit. Mm-hmm. And um, the dance number with Rainbow Randolph and Smoochie at the end is really is fun. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. The while the credits play. Sorry, one of my cats is trying to attack my other cat who's right next to me and. <laughs> I mean, if you gotta go, attend. If oh, you no, 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 no! I just up. have to. Frog boy, get out of here. Okay, we're good. <laughs> nice. Uh, He's stalking us. Yeah, but basically, there's just there's funny stuff in this movie that I was not expecting mm-hmm. to laugh it's, at. It's as pretty jam packed. Yeah, yeah. There's certain lines of dialogue that are just well well written and are pretty funny i it makes me wonder like how much of it was the original script and if or if danny devito like or someone uncredited punched things sure. up yeah um i don't know yeah yeah i i don't even know if somebody made the changes that we would have liked to have seen made if it would have made an impact on how people you know, if audiences would have like, I don't think people would have liked it more. Yeah, yeah. if the Rob Williams character was like quieter and creepier, if that would have. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what the tone of that the movie would have been. Really, yeah. it would have been. It would probably, honestly, probably would have been more jarring to people if he was yeah. more serious. Right, uh, or if certain things about it were like toned down to be a little more realistic. Yeah, not a big deal but i don't really care for like the very end of the movie when your love keeps lifting me higher starts playing it feels so like cheesy <laughs> at the end of this movie yeah and like edward norton and katherine keener are like and like embracing yeah and the camera's spinning around yeah times square <laughs> i didn't mind it but uh it's, yeah. it feels like something out of a different movie though it does yeah uh Dan, I texted you at like one a.m. last night and said this movie wasn't bad. <laughs> I I replied back to you. I was still awake because I had just finished watching it not that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I feel like I might give it another watch soon because I don't know. I just found it funny. Sometimes it's nice to. I don't know. Thank you for yeah. doing this podcast so I could revisit this movie because I definitely had a lot yeah. of laughs. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I I'm glad I rewatched it yeah. after all these years because I probably wouldn't have had this podcast not been, you know, had it not assigned it to me. Right. Yeah, I don't think it would have been something I would have revisited for any mm-hmm. real reason. Not because I I remember kind of liking it or at least talking. I felt like I maybe talked in myself into liking it back then, and then watching it actually kind of like validated me liking it. 
Because I think my general assumption was like, oh, I was excited for that movie. Nobody liked it, and I was so determined that I was going to like it that I like lied to myself that it was good. Mm-hmm. And so my opinion was like, oh, it's probably pretty bad, right? Like, And then watching it, I was like, no, it's like kind of it's doing stuff yeah yeah and i just didn't didn't really want to see it initially just because again the ebert review was so negative and then when i did see it on dvd i was like yeah this this is uh this is a big misfire but again i think that was just colored by the ebert review and maybe he he was just like having a shitty day and it colored <laughs> his evening wrong. And, you know, maybe film critics should have to watch movies twice, like, on different weeks. Maybe. In different moods. Yeah. He know. was, like, he was a the kind of guy that would retract or kind of update his not update his review yeah. but like update his opinions yeah. and stuff like that occasionally that is so, true but i don't think anyone ever asked him about this movie ever again yeah it's like, please reappraise smoochie yeah <laughs> and i do i do think ebert struggled a little bit with the kind of like absurd comedies or like alternative comedies and non comedies and that kind of thing because he hated crazy stuff like because Beyond the Valley of the Dolls yeah is yeah like exactly the pinnacle of all of that yeah he hated stuff like Wet Hot American Summer like Kids in the Hall Brain Candy yeah Tim and Eric <laughs> like all that stuff he gave like zero to one star and all yeah, of those very movies odd. are tens <laughs> uh, some of them are yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but, like that stuff he I think he generally like didn't couldn't quite get on the wavelength of. So maybe that has something to do with why he wasn't into Smoochie. How did he feel about like War of the Roses or like Throw Mama from the uh, Train? Uh that's a good question. I think those movies were generally well regarded. Uh I don't know. I could look it up real quick. Well, I'm curious how he feels about like like Danny DeVito's kind of like specific brand of dark comedy that he kind of made. Yeah. Made his thing. I mean, Danny, Danny DeVito, I mean, it's a different movie, but like Danny DeVito's so good in Batman Returns. Because I just rewatched Batman Returns not long ago, like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. Man, he's so good in that movie. Uh, All right. So, really quick uh, Ebert gave Throw Mama from the Train uh, two stars. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's just not his, uh, one of his genres. Genre. Genre. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that video of Alex Trebek? It's like a smash cut of him pronouncing genre <laughs> in like his like hyper French Canadian way. <laughs> and he just says genre. <laughs> I, I have not. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of clips of him saying genre <laughs> on Jeopardy. I'll put it on the watch list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Ebert had something to do with. I mean, I know that's a lot to blame it all on Ebert. Why this movie like didn't succeed. But I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes certain movies just aren't 
for you and that's fine yeah i think that he's being like way hyperbolic by claiming that this was the worst movie of 2002 like yeah when when we know for a fact he saw everything it wasn't it wasn't like he just didn't get around to snow dogs or whatever like or dragonfly yeah did he love dragonfly i i don't think he cared for dragonfly but to say that this movie is worse than that or the worst movie of 2002 is just i think way off i mean yeah i think just from like a craftsmanship standpoint this movie is so much better than a lot of the schlock that we've already watched like yeah even if you think the content or whatever the script is bad like Mm -hmm. or even the performances but like this movie's like pretty well made it's yeah it looks pretty good the sets and stuff look good yeah and I think at that point in time, critics kind of reached a saturation point as far as the, like, gross-out comedy stuff goes. Like, uh, you know, like, f- the Freddy Got Fingered and Tom Tats and... Sure. Like, that the kind late, of stuff. The late 90s, early 2000s was a real... Like, the post-Fairly Brothers stuff. We were really inundated yeah, with those movies. like, where a lot of gross stuff had to happen. Yeah. Uh, Really I think miss critics those were kind of comedies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I critics do. were definitely like over that trend at the time. Uh, but this movie doesn't really like fall into the that. I don't think. No, 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 no. no. There's there's not a lot of like sight gags and stuff like no. that. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting movie and the yeah. more uh the more we've talked about it and the more my opinion has even evolved i would say for the better yeah yeah because i mean we could do final judgments now if we want like give our letter grade but i will say that i i've been like fluctuating between somewhere like somewhere between c minus and b minus like in that zone just like kind of thinking about i it. i i will say i mean we uh, you sure let's do it final judgments uh, I will say I I initially landed on C minus last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Uh, and I have talked myself into a C plus. I I, th- I think that's probably where I'm gonna land, like C plus. Uh, there were a couple moments even last night where I was like, this might be a B minus movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think there is some some flaws that could be corrected to make it a much better movie. But uh. I think I'm going to land on C+. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel, Harry? I'm going to give it a solid B+. It might be for nostalgia, but I also tend to like almost everything I see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, a, B, a solid B+. I, I laughed a lot. I uh, yeah. felt comforting to watch an old favorite. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... And, just to bring it back a little bit to the cable guy like that's kind of how i feel about that movie like that was a movie i i saw like five times in theaters was like a dark comedy nobody liked uh but i just watched it a bunch of times when i was a kid and even now i'm like this movie's not perfect but i still like think of it as like a really you know a really good comedy yeah it's it's that movie's also pretty scary cable guy yeah 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 there's there's some good jokes in the cable guy yeah not a great movie but uh, ahead of its time in a lot of ways and i think you could make the same argument for death the smoochie 
There's one joke in the cable guy that makes me laugh every time, even though it's probably sort of problematic at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's where uh, Matthew Broderick says to Jim Carrey, you know, my brother is a speech therapist. <laughs> yeah. And Jim Carrey just looks at him and just says, though, <laughs> like with a very <laughs> with exaggerated a very heavy lisp. lisp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cable guys, solid. Yeah, Cable guys, have to pretty get that good. That rewatch. Yeah, that's uh, another movie. Is that that's never been on Blu-ray, right? Or I, no, think, I think it's on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Twenty-two yeah. ninety-nine. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, it's on Blu-ray. Yeah. Did it, did a like a boutique label put that out or no? I think they released like a like a fifteenth anniversary or twentieth or something. Just Sony put it out. Got it. Yeah. Looks like it's a little hard to track down right now, but uh, I think I have it. So if you want to borrow it, I, I mean, it's fine. I'm not like <laughs> clamoring Dying to, watch, to it. watch the cable guy. I mean, I don't know. I guess I would, but yeah. Uh, any other scenes or details anybody wants to bring up regarding Death of Smoochie? I mean, we were kind of like all over the place with it, but I think this was a good a good conversation about that movie. Yeah. I mean, I think there's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Robin Williams was going to light himself on fire and then is saved by um, a young fan of Rainbow Randolph. And uh, that I thought that scene was pretty cool because it's real. Because then, um, you know, Smoochie comes out and no one gives a shit again <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Instantly, yeah. 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 I, I, it's crazy that 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 little girl's parents would let her walk up to the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's about <laughs> the to fucking the match. Flames. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he would have actually already if he was holding a match. So, yeah. W- uh, one other thing that I just observed in this movie. I don't know if anybody else had the same, you know, idea. Did anybody think that? ed norton's look in this movie like his his wardrobe uh looked a lot like um seth rogan's character in observe and report <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs> I, w- I would look it up do you huh. do you know what i'm talking about harry like not not when he's the sweater with the uniform. chain over it the sweater with the chain and the turtleneck yeah <laughs> i think it it looks yeah. exactly okay. like yeah. Well, and that's another like dark comedy. Yeah, exactly. That movie I, is I dark. Yeah. I remember kind of liking Observant Report. Love, yeah, I, I don't think movie. I've seen it since theaters, but I liked it at the time. I think it it it's another I mean, it's something about the genre, I guess. People I I don't know if people mm-hmm. like have like an expectation for for comedies or whatever and they just can't handle like the darkness or whatever, yeah. like, or like, oh, like, Observant Report, Death the Smoochie, are much darker than yeah. people might assume a comedy starring Robin Williams or Seth Rogen yeah. would be, and that turns people. Same with Jim Carrey and the Cable Guy. Yeah. That is the genre just inherently kind of attracts like, like really divisive opinions. Yeah, bad, poor box office performance. Yeah. Because you're seeing big stars that you know that have often done lighthearted stuff. Doing fucked doing up shit to people. Yeah, like pretty fucked up stuff. 
Right. Because, uh, yeah, for Robin Williams, right before Smoochie, he was in stuff like Patch Adams and yeah. Bicentennial <laughs> Man and not the best. World's Greatest Dad? That's a movie. Dad? I've world's... never seen it, but I would like to at some point. That one's worth watching. That's very, you know, that's a really dark comedy. Yeah. I mean, I know the general premise, but, yeah, I would like to see it at some point. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait directed yeah. it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his dark uh, who we, are the darkest. We saw Bobcat Goldthwait once at uh, uh, the Arclight, Arclight yeah. in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I met him with uh, with Chris Baker at the silent movie theater at Cinefamily. And that was really fun. We got a picture with what, him. What was that for? I do remember that. that I couldn't for, make uh, it, but I remember. Uh, Giuseppe Andrews makes a movie. Or Giuseppe yeah, that's makes right. A movie. Yeah. With, um, yeah, that w- the director was there. Is, I think it's Adam Rifkin, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Giuseppe That's... Andrews, the uh, the guy from Cabin, Cabin Fever. Fever. The party guy. And Independence Day. That's right. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't go to that one, but I, yeah, I wish I could have. Silent movie theater. Yeah, is that still around? Is that they still like? something take the place of Cinefamily? I don't know. Yeah, people don't call it Cinefamily anymore. Everybody refers to it as the silent movie theater because all that controversy, but uh, I don't think anything did. I could be wrong, but I don't think anything did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, yeah, that's that's Death of Smoochie. How do you like that? Yeah. Get me Smoochie! Get me Smoochie! (laughs) Well, this is, yeah, this has been a long time in the making, us getting together to talk about this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do we normally do at the end of this show? We do uh, the Rotten Tomatoes game. We do game. the Rotten Tomatoes game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's hear those guesses, boys. I've Harry, already looked you... at it tonight. So <laughs> Okay. Well, I didn't. I purposefully looked around it. I did, like, click on the critical response tab on Wikipedia, but I, like, very, like, consciously try to avoid the tomato score i know eber didn't like it uh and i feel like most people didn't but i feel like there's got to be something that some critics would find to appreciate in it uh so i'll say like maybe high 30s maybe like 37 it was higher than i expected okay i i haven't uh i haven't looked at it uh yet so mm-hmm. I have it. I have the search pulled up, but I haven't clicked on it yet. Uh, so you saying it's higher than you expected? I wish I hadn't heard that because I was going to go nineteen, but that seems like too low. So I'll you say thirties? I'll I'll say forty-one. I guess. Okay. All right. Uh, it was forty-two. Ah. So pretty high. Pretty high. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not bad. Yeah. Um Yeah. Um now let's do the uh the cinema score? Cinema score. Yeah, Harry, you can participate in this one. Cool. Do you do you know what the cinema score is, Harry? No. This this comes up on like every episode we do. <coughs> I got a little bit of a coughing fit. I don't know if you want to explain the cinema score. Oh no, I I, I haven't <laughs> I don't know what the score is, but I know what cinema score is. 
Oh, you know the general idea of yeah. the cinema score. That it's well, for our audience, if you're not familiar, if you're just tuning in for the first time for Smoochie, you said, get me podcasts about Smoochie. <laughs> um, and, and you downloaded our show. Uh, the cinema score is the ex- is an exit poll of random audiences from the uh, opening weekend of the film. Um, so um, this is a guessing game where we try and guess what yeah. the cinema score is. Uh, as I usually preface when we explain this to guests, cinema score is generally higher than you might think. So. Yeah. Uh, because it's just people that went on opening weekend. Now this could be different because <laughs> yeah. this, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, uh, there was just something in the air about this movie that people didn't like. I guess mm-hmm. uh, just a mixture of uh, children's entertainment with dark un- crime underbelly did not. It curdled for some. Right, yeah. and w- was this a was this a a movie that got affected by nine eleven at all? Um, interesting, you mentioned that. I think that it was not affected. I think there were like a one or two shots of the towers mm-hmm. that were not cut out because I did see it in the background of one scene. I think it was shot uh, in the spring of two thousand one. Hmm. Uh. So it was filmed pre nine eleven, but I don't think they had to make any kind of you know last minute editing, Got you know it. last minute changes to like take out the towers or anything. Uh, but I'm gonna say that this movie has probably like a C minus. Okay, just because yeah, people just i think weren't into it in general do you have a guess harry um i'm gonna say around there c minus i'll be i'll be i was thinking around there um but i'm gonna go a little higher just Mm -hmm. to be different yeah Uh, i'll say b minus okay let's see what we got here death to smoochie uh it got a c okay yeah okay Interesting. All right. Yeah. Now, when you were searching for that, you could have you could have said something else when you were searching for Death Smoochie on that mm. website. What yeah. could you have possibly said? Get me Smoochie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use uh use like uh Siri on your phone. Siri's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <And laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Siri's like, mopes. <laughs> Yeah, John Stewart not in a whole lot of movies. No, he's in no. The faculty. Could... Yep. He's in the faculty. He's Big in Daddy. Big Daddy, of course, and he's in Death of Smoochie. <laughs> he's also in uh, Half Baked. Half yeah, Baked. that's right. Uh, that's probably his like most famous role, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you could you could basically watch the entire filmography of John Stewart in a weekend. Yeah. But okay. he, I remember all of his movies. Well, because he's a bad actor, he's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> he's not great. Uh, he gets his arm chopped off in the faculty, though. I mean, the faculty's awesome. Uh, faculty might be his best movie. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're going by strict, <clears throat> just pure, yeah. pure quality. Robert Rodriguez, baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, this is way off topic, but did anybody see the Robert Rodriguez movie from last year? Uh, with Ben Affleck. With Ben Affleck, yeah. No, no. I heard that was really bad though yeah i heard the same but i yeah. kind of want to see it i also kind of want to see it it's called hypnotic it's like uh it's like an action movie kind of looks like inception right Mm-hmm. but obviously much cheaper looking it's like a <laughs> high concept action movie yeah action sci-fi uh a detective becomes entangled in a mystery involving his missing daughter in a secret government program while investigating a string of reality-bending crimes. Uh, but absolutely everyone I know thought it was really bad <laughs> on Letterboxd. Yeah. yeah, I'm still down, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, it's certainly interesting. It, it, like, came out, I believe it was, like, had, like, Chinese funding or something interesting about it. I, I remember reading about it. Like, yeah. no, it, it came and went really quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should watch it for movie night. It's on Peacock. There you go. Cool. Uh, One of the worst streaming services, Peacock. <laughs> uh, any uh, last-minute thoughts, Harry, about Death of Smoochie or just anything you could think of? I know you're probably pretty tired because it's it's like 1, one o'clock, one thirty. Yeah, it's almost 2, one fifty. Ah. Um, I think that people need to be talking about Smoochie. Um, let's get like uh, a special edition Blu-ray disc out there. Let's make it into a midnight movie. Um, yeah, more Smoochie. Um, Smoochie too. It never got Smoochie the love too. it deserved. I think it's time. Yeah, it did get a little... It was treated a little unfairly, I think. But I I get it. I get why it turned out that way. Yeah. It shouldn't be forgotten. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, uh, we, we are, we're doing the world a favor by... By... Uh, beginning the the reappraisal process yeah. for death to smoochie. make america yeah. smoochie again yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah masa <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like i did read an interview uh or read about an interview where devito said that he's happy to see that people are kind of revisiting it or you know it's kind of finding a new audience i feel like i don't really hear a lot of people talk about it nowadays but no, I d- I do hope that that's true because it is, uh, you know, it's a weird movie and it's nice to see weird stuff get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we were said make America smoochy again. Mm-hmm. This feels like a movie that that you would feel like you're having like a fever dream or something, but like Donald Trump at like a rally and like. Kingston, Pennsylvania, or somewhere like full of truck drivers being like talking about this movie. <laughs> Death to Smoochie, Rainbow Randolph treated very unfairly. <laughs> it feels like that kind of thing. Yeah. And, and you're just like, what the fuck is he talking about? Rainbow like Randolph a bunch of like truth, truthers. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bunch of like iron workers <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, Mr. President. Rainbow Randolph was treated very unfairly. <laughs> yeah. Uh lock her up. <laughs> lock her up. Yeah, but I mean it was it was a it was an interesting movie to rewatch on January sixth. So That's true, yeah. Yeah, you got like a rally in there and mm-hmm. Yeah. Nazi rally. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Harry, thank you so much for thank for you doing for having this, me back for staying up late and for you know working with us on finding a time to record this. Because yeah, I was saying I can't remember if we said this on mic, but we started doing March in 2022. We started doing it in August of 2022. Oh my God! Did and we? It's taken us a. a f- year and <laughs> year some, and change, change <laughs> oh my god one month do you still oh, have man. more march left we do we've got nice. three more i i think we, i think we've we've kind of talked about this that we want to pick up the pace a little bit yeah it's hard because like like this show doesn't make us any money it's it's just not takes, yet it's not a, until it's you a, get that odd job sponsorship yeah odd job if you're listening you could change change that yeah the big and tall my job (laughs) and do 2002 full-time yeah yeah so we're we're busy we got busy schedules yeah yeah. uh and then you know you factor in the guest we gotta find you know a time that works for them Mm -hmm. uh right i mean it would be easier like if we had some sort of income stream for the podcast where mm. we could offer you know pay our guests f- compensate them for the time they take out to watch the movie and yeah be on the show which would make scheduling a little easier yeah and stuff i mean there's a whole yeah. host of fact i mean it sounds like we're making excuses <laughs> and i guess we are yeah the point being though is we do want to get on a more yeah slightly more regimented uh, schedule again yeah. um, and, and crank them out a little faster yeah. and I, I was also talking with somebody about this that were I was thinking maybe for some of the April titles that we could do a couple double features or at least a couple more just because there's a lot of stuff in that month in particular that nobody remembers that are very like low profile and you know, you say that now, and that was always the plan with Harrison's Flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and that's then we true. did a whole episode about Harrison's yeah, Flowers. That's true. And Birthday Girl. Yeah. <clears throat> like, for example, I was thinking maybe we could sandwich Big Trouble and High Crimes into one episode, but maybe we should just do. <laughs> I think I it- think those are two two individual episodes. Well, let's do I've, an episode for each. <laughs> big Big Trouble, a lot of interesting stuff you, to yeah. talk about with that movie. Which one was yeah. Big you Trouble? That's with Tim Allen and uh, Rene Russo. It's a Dave Barry movie. Yeah, Barry Sonnenfeld directed it, written by Dave Barry. It was it was one of the big like postponed from due to nine eleven movies. Yeah. So a lot to talk about there. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I remember this this movie. I didn't see it though. If you want to come back for Big Trouble, nobody has claimed Big Trouble. Wait. Get me Big Trouble. <laughs> I saw this on TV once. Okay, I'm I'm down. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> I also saw it in theaters. Opening. Hopefully next opening time I won't have like a cold. 
Yeah. Things yeah sorry about the yeah. coughing. Oh, uh, no, sorry. I don't think it'll get. Are we still recording? Before. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't we haven't quite signed off yet. We haven't but, really. But we can we can make. Yeah. That this is then. basically the end of the episode. Right. We're just saying, you know, we. This is a new year. This is our first episode of 2024. We're hoping to do, you know, more episodes than we did last year. Hell yeah. We will. Yeah. We will. That's our pledge. Twi- twice a month, I think, we could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next episode, we're going to be talking about Panic Room. David Fincher's Panic Room. Excited for that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, are you going to watch True Detective North Country? <clears throat> With Jodie Foster? Because it's got Jodie Foster? Uh, maybe. I didn't know that was coming out soon. I yeah, remember com- hearing about it, but... Comes out, like, pretty soon, yeah. Nice. I'm kind of interested in it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Nah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's our next episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about Panic Room. Uh, Harry, do you have anything you want to plug related to you or anything you want to bring up before we close it out? Uh, No. Nothing to plug? No. Well, I hope you're feeling better uh, within the next couple of days. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, sh- yeah. it should be over soon. Yeah. Just have a hot tea. Yeah, we'll make a, t- a chamomile before bed. Nice. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's all I got. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get this one out uh, or finish this episode... Uh, soon so we could have two that come out in january of 2024 hey all right yeah now we're cooking with gas yeah so probably before we end i guess the 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 order will be panic room next Mm -hmm. and then the 2002es after that yeah we could do that yeah probably uh and then we got the piano teacher Mm -hmm. and then the rookie with dennis quaid right yeah uh, and then we're done with March. And then that's it for March. On April. We're getting so close. Yeah, so, April. So close I can taste those April showers. Yeah. And then it's big trouble time, Harry. <laughs> so he might... That's cool. that's actually the first movie in April. <laughs> he might be back pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> you might be, if we really stick to this like you know schedule where we're doing two a month, you'll be back like cool. in March. I'm stoked. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe we could line it up to where big trouble come like we do that on the day that it came out perfect <laughs> we could try yeah wasn't there what movie was it where we got like really close to that uh collateral damage and harrison's flowers that's right yeah harrison's flowers we recorded on the day that it came out that's yeah. right yeah. yeah uh are you ever gonna do like revisited episodes in like three years you'll do like harrison's flowers revisited I, Not that one. <laughs> I, I honestly wouldn't be opposed, but we've got so much to cover. I think we've for sure talked about <coughs> revisiting Imposter because that was our first episode. That was our first yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, we were going <laughs> to... This is not even a 2002 movie, but we're definitely going to do another 88 minutes episode <laughs> because that's like a, a running gag. I see <laughs> like that at every joke. Savers I go to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pick it up, dude. Yeah. Pick it up. <laughs> I seriously. almost always pick it up. But then you I realize to. I could just listen to your podcast again. Yeah. I'll send you like a dollar and you can buy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on us. 
we'll fund we'll fund your copy of 88 minutes yeah. one of them Next has a blu-ray time... of it and it just never shifts it never moves <laughs> i i have just... it on blu-ray yeah yeah it, you gotta you gotta own it. It's a crazy movie. Okay. Yeah. I'll grab it. Ne- next grab time it you're next time you're in long or in town, we'll watch it. Cool. Yeah. Deal. Uh I mean I think people know we live in Long Beach. Yeah, it's I okay. guess that's you true. Could say I that. could say Long Beach. Yeah. All right. Well that's a wrap for this episode of two thousand two of Film Odyssey. Thank you so much for listening. Get me sleepy. Get me <laughs> sleepy. Get me. Get me bed. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work as well. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Adios. Get me adios. Adios.